Hello everyone, this is Mark Anthony with Edge on Regen Show or edgeonregen.com. I'm so excited today. We, are, we have brought to you Dr. Philip Castellano at 714-530-2183, 714-530-2183. You're probably wondering what are we going to be speaking about today? Well, we're going to be speaking about something that's really close to my heart and why it's because I have a lot of people talking about this. This is testosterone. We're going to be talking about testosterone and steroids. What is the difference or are they the same thing or just a different meaning or saying? You can also find Dr. Philip at um, CastellanoMD.com, C-A-S-T-E-L-L-A-N-O-M-D.com. We also have the phone number on the screen, but here's the cool thing before we move forward and have Dr. Phillips speak on this. He not only helps people with testosterone, but if you are not feeling well and you're having fatigue, you're having erectile dysfunction, increased body fat, obesity, hair loss, loss of muscle mass, generalized aches and pains, loss of motivation, guess who you wanna call? 714-530-2183. Thank you so much, Dr. Phillips, for being with us. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Yes. So talk to us about that. You know, testosterone and steroids, what's the difference? Or, or are they the same thing? And how does this well, work? Let me, let, me, let me start by giving you a little background. Testosterone was first um, created back in 1935. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's, it's been around a long, long time, <laughs> you know, 90 years, right? And <clears throat> the reason it was, uh, it was created was because... Um, as men get older, a lot of them get significantly after about 40 or so, their body starts withering away, right? And uh, the, back then, there was a thing called organotherapy. Organotherapy has been around a long time. Mm -hmm. And what organotherapy tried to do was to, uh, you know, back then we didn't know that testosterone was responsible for all things male, right? Um, muscle mass, uh, positive attitude, a libido, you know, aiding and erections. We didn't know all that. We just we knew something helped, and uh, you know, people thought, okay, uh, it has to do with something with the testicles. So back then, um, organotherapy has been around since basically since the dawn of, of time or medication. Um, there was a concept that said, okay, if you have a failing body part that's weakened or failing, and if you eat the same body part, but of an animal that has, uh, you know, say, for example, libido, uh, you have a very sexually active animal, and you eat their body part, you'll get that benefit. It'll replace, it'll help with your condition, right? Now, that was very useful, and it helped, actually, I kind of, it worked with a bunch of endocrine glands, except the testicles. Uh, for example, if you took the thyroid from a pig and, and uh, consumed it, you got the benefits of thyroid hormone. The problem was the testicles are different. The testicles are only gland that doesn't store its own hormone. It secretes it to the body, right? So uh, you have they have this belief that if you ate testicles, you know you can get the benefit from the testosterone. 
And, you know, that's a lot of people do that. You know, I'm not sure if you're familiar with Liver King. He does that. They consume it, he gets everybody on the show, and they all consume testicles. The problem with that is there's not enough testosterone in those testicles to raise your own level. You could eat hundreds of testicles, not get enough testosterone. And if by some miracle you got enough testosterone, let's say for whatever reason you, they were able to get some, testosterone has got everything you consume goes to the liver first. And there's a phase one, phase two, the intoxication. So that testosterone molecule would get uh, disassembled or changed so it's no longer effective. So even if you consume enough testosterone in the testicles, you're not going to get the benefit because the liver de uh, deactivates it, right? Mm -hmm. So that's why they had to come up with testosterone, and they found this out through trial and error, right? Uh, so they had to add a, a methyl group to the molecule so that when they went through the liver, it could get clipped off, and now you have testosterone the body could use. The problem with that was the location that they added the methyl group to it was a 17 uh, alpha position. That made the testosterone molecule toxic to the liver. Hmm. So after being available for about you know three or four years, about five years, they start seeing you know uh, liver masses, and that's when testosterone got the bad rap. Oh, it's toxic. You can't use it. But that was the oral form. The injective form was completely fine because it had the it had the the methyl group in a different position, uh, or not so the it had a different chain that made it you know uh, usable in oil. So. Uh, it got a bad rap, and that rap's been there since the beginning. Um, they understood that, and and so what they also wanted to do with it was because it was so effective in men, uh, the injectables were so effective in men that they wanted to do something similar with women and children. They had a lot of frail children, a lot of frail elderly people and women that they thought, they figured, okay, let's see if we can get testosterone to work on them. The problem was that uh, it testosterone is very androgenic. It, it, at least it's secondary sexual characteristics, right? Facial hair growth, um, deepening of the voice, uh, you know, uh, chloromegaly in women. So they were trying to find molecules similar to testosterone that wouldn't have such an androgenic part of it. They wanted they wanted what they call the anabolic part, but not the androgenic part of the steroid, and so. Over the next oh, 30 years, they came up with hundreds, hundreds of what we call anabolic steroids, some more androgenic than others, but they were all definitely stronger than testosterone. And so, um, you know, that's when all of, a lot of this research was done in, in, in Germany right. and Russia. That's why they started using steroids, you know, back in the, in the 50s and 60s, uh, especially, you know, in the Olympics. Uh, so that's a whole different Category of medicines, testosterone is um, very effective in men and uh, is very beneficial because, you know, as we age, a lot of guys have uh, declined testosterone levels. Even over the ages, uh, you know, men's testosterone levels decline roughly by 50 points every decade. So, you know, we know that it's been studied. So it, it's been a, a, a continuous drop over time. And some men benefit from getting those testosterone levels replaced. The problem is, you know, uh, it's not as people are kind of being overtreated with testosterone. It's not that it happens to about twenty-five percent of the population, of the, or of the male population, they get hypogonadal, which means their testosterone levels are significantly low. That they have clinical symptoms, 
So if you're not, if, if you don't have clinical symptoms, you know, libido, weight gain, loss right. of mass, cognitive issues, um, and your levels are still relatively normal in your bloodstream, you don't really need testosterone level. Only about 25% of men will actually have a testosterone issue. So you have to kind of keep that in mind when you're treating people. A lot of people are being over-treated, right? So, um, you know, that's one thing you have to, because here's what happens. If, if you have a guy who's got decent levels mm. and you give him testosterone therapy, he's not going to feel the benefit. Mm. Those guys actually require a lot more testosterone. And uh, when you do that, you know, you end up with all, all the side effects of testosterone therapy. You know, it basically, if you have a cup and you want to fill it with testosterone, the, the point is to kind of fill the cup to the brim without too much overspill. The overspill becomes all the side effects. You know, and testosterone doesn't stay as testosterone in your body. It becomes six other different molecules that have issues throughout the body. So the more you pour in that cup, the more overspill you get, the more side effects you're going to be dealing with. And so uh, you have to see someone who knows what they're doing. This is not going to over-medicate you or under-medicate you. We see a lot of under-medicated, especially in the medical system. Most people are kind of being under-medicated, unfortunately. You know, they don't, mm -hmm. they, they don't really feel the difference. So, so it's a fine are, those this, are they the same testosterone, basically? So what you're saying is they're, they're pretty much the same, just maybe just a different, a different. Testosterone and anabolics? Uh, well, testosterone is anabolic steroid. Okay. It, it's the same. There's three rings to the molecule. Uh, it's just a matter where the certain attachments are added to that molecule that makes it a, a different uh, medication. So anabolics are um, anywhere from three to 30 times stronger than testosterone in the you know anabolic effect, in the muscle building aspect of it. Mm -hmm. And that's why people like them. Uh, the problem with the, the with anabolics is that, um, you know, they have side effects. Every, there is no free lunch, right? There's there's issues with everything you do if you overdo it. Okay. And uh, what most people don't understand is that uh, people who use anabolics come from, it's, it's most of them are athletes or, you know, guys right. are going to the gym. Their levels are normal. So they need higher doses that, you know, that's why they go with anabolics because testosterone will get them to a certain point, but they I need something stronger. So they'll go with anabolics, which are three to, to 30 times stronger, and they use a boatload of them. We're not, they're not taking regular doses. Uh, for example, you know, your typical male would need between 120 to 175 milligrams of testosterone, somewhere in between. These guys are, are using, you know, 2,000 to well, from a thousand to, I've seen cases up to about ten thousand milligrams of testosterone. So one mm -hmm. to one to ten grams of testosterone, all in different combinations, all in different forms. But that's roughly what they're taking in a week. So that's a boatload. It's their testosterone levels go anywhere from ten to a hundred times higher than than normal levels, right? Um, just so we can kind of put things in perspective, uh, you know. And a lot of the guys, a lot of people I'm talking about, this, they don't understand this. Your testicles, if you're normal, your testicles make between five to uh, seven milligrams of testosterone a day. So roughly in a week, that's between roughly 35 to say 50 milligrams a week, right? Mm -hmm. When you go see a TRT doc, they'll probably give you 150, you know, if you're six foot, 200 pound man, they'll probably give you 150 milligrams roughly, right? right? That's three times what you get, that's three times than what your body would ever make. 
Now you're not going to absorb all that. That's why they give you a right. little bit extra because you're not going to take it all in. But at 150 milligrams, you're still getting three times what your body would ever make. Now look at the testosterone for guys taking, you know, even a, a thousand milligrams. You know, that's that's a boatload of medication. And that's why you have the side effects that you have. It's Do you a see a lot of the side effects like anger, frustration, rage, if they have maybe too way too much? Depends on anabolic. There's some that do that. There's one specifically, you know, trend blown. Trend, they call it trend for short. That does have a lot of psych issues, a lot of anger issues. And, you know, mm -hmm. I, it's not one that's recommended. People like it because of the benefits, but there's no free lunch, right? The better the results, the, the higher price you're going to pay. Mm -hmm. So, uh, but typically, you know, that's people are concerned. I'm gonna, am I going to get roid rage with testosterone therapy? No. No. Oh, okay. You're not. You're not taking those doses. If you're on, I'm just going to. I don't know how to say, it, but if you're you're kind of a, a, if you're a difficult person before TRT, you're going to be a difficult person after. <laughs> right? That's putting it mildly. If you struggle with anger, you're going to still struggle with anger, but maybe on a higher level. Yeah. So it's not. Wow. TRT is not going to give you road rage. You know, it's, it's you already had it. So wow. that's that's kind of uh, what most guys have to think about. Uh, now, as far as um, you know, why take testosterone? Well, if you're coming home after long days of work and you're struggling at work, you have any kind of a physical job, mm -hmm. and you know you got kids and you're on the couch asleep, that shouldn't that's not normal. You should have some energy to be able to play with your kids and you know and uh be with your wife in the evening most of us come home dead beat we just you know have energy to eat and then watch some tv and go to bed right right that's where you're at maybe you should check your levels because that shouldn't be the case and uh putting it back in could be a great benefit mm -hmm. uh, one of the things that your doctor never taught i mean if you go ask your doctor about testosterone they're, they're going to warn you oh no it'll give you heart disease it'll give you prostate cancer right i hear that a lot that's all been disproven. It's been we've known that that's wrong for decades, but you know, uh, it's still out there. And and, and the, you know, why why would they say that if we know that that's already been disproven? Is that just more like that's well, more your opinion? The thing, well, here's the thing: um, we assume that the information we get has already been vetted by somebody else. A lot of that in medicine, we we just assume. What we learn from our attending, we just assume that he looked into it, mm. right? Okay, he, he when I was in medical school, I was told testosterone give you heart disease, and it'll give you prostate cancer, and you just take. They wouldn't lie to you. You just take what they tell you as uh, as you know, uh, as gold. It, that's the way it is. And since you're not really treating it, you don't really look into it. You got mm. so many other conditions you got to study and be aware of that. Well, that's you, don't look over there because that's that's bad for you. No one bothers to look. Uh, fortunately, it's been looked at. Uh, urologist out of Harvard, um, Dr. Morgan Toller, he's the one that went back and looked at the original papers regarding prostate cancer and testosterone, and it was really all bunk. It, was, it really came out to one a, a study of one person at the end of the day, and they weren't even looking at the PSA, which is what we look at now. Back then, they were look, looking at alpha phosphatase, which is a completely different different enzyme in the liver, mm -hmm. has no really no correlation with prostate cancer. So 
Uh, it was an old study based on old data, and it was an uh, end of one study. Uh, and so that was debunked. And, you know, it, every time they look at it, there's no there's no correlation. Okay, so that's been debunked. Same thing with the heart disease, you know. Um, testosterone, because, you know, in order for you to get, here's the deal, in order for you to get heart disease, you have to have metabolic syndrome. Metabolic syndrome is a condition of high triglycerides, um, uh, high uh, LDL, uh, hypertension, obesity, and uh, insulin resistance. Here's what testosterone does. Testosterone reverses insulin resistance. Okay. Testosterone aids with obesity, and I'll explain to you how that works later. Uh, testosterone will actually help correct cholesterol, hyperlipidemia. That, it almost works as well. If you look at the wow. research, doing testosterone therapy, uh, cholesterol improves. It, and it almost works as well as the statins. Hmm. Not as well, but it's pretty impressive. And I looked at, at that data, like, wow, these numbers look really, really good. And then, you know, that's the cholesterol too. And then, um, what was that? The LDL? LDL improves on, on, on statins too. So testosterone can basically improve all those parameters, how are you then going to go on and develop heart disease? It doesn't make sense. And and the way they, they a lot of these studies, the, the way they did them was they they gave someone testosterone for three months, six months max, and they never gave them doses that were therapeutic. They, they're, sometimes they're like 300, barely above normal. And, and what they do is at the end, six months, they go, oh, yeah, it didn't prevent heart disease. Well, heart disease is something that occurs over a lifetime. It takes decades. You're not going to change it in six months and three months, you know. And so it's just a really good way of killing a medication, right? You can just – it didn't do anything. I like what you're saying, and I wanted to jump on a little something. You're, the audience may not know what this – I do. I know what this means when you say, well, there's no free lunch. Let's let's talk how you say that. You mentioned it a little bit in some of the stuff, you know, like if you take too much steroids, hey. And the problem with testosterone, it makes you feel good. Everybody wants more, right? And a <laughs> lot of doctors, a lot of doctors think uh, more is better. That's not That's necessarily actually can hurt you, case. right? Everybody has their sweet spot, right? Because not everybody's the same. Our livers work differently. Everything has to get passed through the liver. You know, uh, some of us have more receptor sensitivity in others, our antigen receptors work a little bit different. So, you know, you have to treat each person individually. Somebody may be able to get away with a lot, someone may not. And then there's a third condition that no one talks about, I don't haven't heard anyone talk about, is testosterone resistance. That could be a problem with the receptor, or it could be a problem that in, in guys that have done steroids, the reason, the reason people end up on really high doses of steroids is because they usually do cycles that go about three, four months. Mm -hmm. And every time they do a cycle, they find that, you know, I have to go a little higher to get the same results, you know, uh, because you flood the system. And over time, um, I'll explain to you with, with, with diabetes, it's the same thing. Uh, it just transpose testosterone receptor with the insulin receptor. The problem with diabetes is um, you have too much sugar in your system. You, you're consuming too many carbohydrates, sugar levels go up. Uh, the job of your pancreas is to secrete insulin to hide or take the sugar out of your bloodstream. Otherwise, what it does is it uh, glycates your vascular system. Basically, it caramelizes your the, your, the insides, your vascular system. Everything gets caramelized. Your, mm -hmm. your vascular system, your organs, 
everything gets gunked up. So it's the job of insulin to take that sugar and put it inside the cells. The problem with that is sugar does the same thing inside the cells that it does in your bloodstream. It mm. sticks to everything. It'll stick to the DNA. It doesn't need require any energy to stick to things. It'll stick to your proteins, your DNA, your organelles. It sticks to everything. And so there's a fight between your cell, your individual cells, and the vascular system, right? The cells don't want to die. They don't want to get gunked up. So what they do is they start hiding the insulin receptor. The minute they hide one, you're now developing insulin resistance. Right. So they start hiding because they don't want all that sugar inside. They can't handle it. They can't process it. So they'll hide the receptors. So now the the, the cell is out of danger, mm-hmm. right? So that's why you end up with high levels of sugar in your bloodstream and high levels of insulin in your, in your bloodstream when you're diabetic. The problem is no one checks the insulin levels. Right. No, they don't check insulin levels. So it's something that just kind of goes unsaid. But that's what's happening in your bloodstream. That's so you you shouldn't have a bowl of insulin in your bloodstream and high levels at the same time. When you have that, that means you're, the, the insulin isn't doing its job because the cells hide the receptors. Testosterone the same way. You give someone too much too many androgens, testosterone really or, or any anabolic. Over time, the body says, I can't use all that because the job mm-hmm. of testosterone is to increase protein synthesis. It helps repair the body. But if either you didn't do any damage or you didn't do any significant damage to the body, there's not much stuff to repair. What's it going to do with all that extra protein? Mm-hmm. Right? So the, body, the cells will hide the receptor. That's testosterone resistance. And some people, for genetic reasons, have faulty receptors, you know, and so there is a thing about it, you know, testosterone resistance. So when you say faulty receptors, what is that? Can you expand a little bit more on the receptors? What is faulty receptors? Well, what's a receptor? Well, the way your body works is uh, a cell is basically, it's enclosed. If you think of it like a, uh, like a beach ball, it's enclosed. And there's different ways that things can get into the body or into those cells. One of the ways is through a receptor. Everything has to have a, a receptor is like a, a little hand that stands outside the cell and it'll grab things. It only grab things that it that will fit in it. So um, testosterone will fit the testosterone receptor and then it gets taken in. Mm-hmm. Insulin, the way the way insulin works is uh, uh, insulin will hit the receptor and it activates a, a, a molecule that then opens up uh, a, a different channel than sugar can come in. Mm-hmm. So they're activating, they activate basically doorways in your cells to right. let things in. That's one of the ways some nutrients and you know uh, uh, hormones and things are going into your in, into your cells to do things, right? Because everything happens inside the cell. Uh, nothing much happens outside other than things are being transported. Wow, I, I like that. Uh, a, a quick question: So we know that all testosterone is not created equal. Sometimes we're going to see on the internet, hey, you can get uh, still you can get testosterone for two hundred dollars a month, and then you can get this for this much and it seems like there's so different pricing i mean i don't how it's it's tricky so how how does someone know if they're getting the right testosterone for their body because they could be getting some animal juice from mexico i'm just making this up yeah you know unless it's coming from a pharmacy you have no idea correct you can be getting vegetable oil right (laughs) and you know i i get guys who are on steroids they come in and uh, you know they'll They'll say, oh, yeah, my testosterone is, you know, 300 milligrams per decil- or, or per milliliter. And, you know, someone come in and says it's 500 milligrams. Per- it, it's hard to um, 
suspend testosterone uh, in oil. Uh, if you put too much testosterone in the oil, it'll basically uh, drop out of solution. So typically, from my understanding, is it's hard to get testosterone that's over that's that's in liquid that's more concentrated than 250 milligrams per ml. So anything above that, things kind of drop out of solution. And you just you know, if it ha- happens significantly, if you're gonna be injecting oil into yourself, um, a lot of stuff that you find on the internet, it's buyer beware. First of all, you shouldn't be administering it yourself. You should you should see a doctor because there's things they need to uh, watch out for. There's you know there's as far as testosterone is concerned, there's testosterone cypionate, which is the most common one here in the U.S. The half life of testosterone cypionate is roughly eight uh, eight days. There's testosterone nanthate. The half of that of that used to be four hours. I mean four days. Now in the literature it says that it, it's uh, eight hours or that's very similar to cypionate. That's not what we really see. We see that still. It's a shorter half-life. And then there's testosterone propionate, which roughly is in and out of your system in eight hours. Or, you know, the half-life is eight hours. So in a day, that'll be in and out of your system. That's a short-acting testosterone. They make combination of testosterone. Like, you know, there's a very uh, popular testosterone in, 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 uh, in Mexico. That's a combination of those three plus testosterone and decanoid. Testosterone and decanoid. Uh, can last roughly three months in your system. Wow. So, yeah, you mix that in there and you give yourself weekly shots, you're going to come in here with some really crazy numbers. And we see but that. that could also be detrimental. Yeah, yeah. Because it, it's it, too it much it's overload. Yes, it builds up on itself. Wow. And and the most common side effect of testosterone, or uh, you see it in two-thirds of people. The most common side effect of testosterone is that their blood volume increases. It, it causes erythropoiesis. So what happens is it goes to the testosterone goes to the kidney, and the kidney you get uh, an increase in what's called erythropoiesis. I don't know if you remember Lance Armstrong. Yes. Those guys would inject EPO. That's when you got in trouble. Blood cells. That way their cardio would improve. That testosterone does that too. And you increase the EPO, and you get increased red blood cell production. The problem is if, if you don't check your blood volume, you can be walking around with more blood than you need, and that puts a stress on your heart. Wow. Right? So you have to be careful. You, you just can't take stuff and not much. And most people, I hate to say it, but a lot of doctors online don't check your hematocrit. Your hematocrit is that blood volume. They check the hemoglobin, which rarely goes that much mm. It hardly ever goes abnormal unless you're really doing crazy doses. But because uh, I see these guys come in with the lab value, there's no hematocrit on their on lab value because they don't want to know. Because n- now you have to get off the testosterone for about three months because um, uh, just, uh, a red blood cell lasts three months in your system before it, it, it gets excreted okay. or wow. destroyed. Wow. Right? Um, or you either get off it for three months and let the the blood replenish, replenish to a normal level, or you got to do phlebotomy. If you go to the Red Cross and your numbers, your hematocrit's too high, they're not gonna, they're not gonna take your blood. So now you got a, you got an issue. So, and it's hard, that's an issue that's hard to address when you're seeing someone online. So you mentioned something. You mentioned that there's, you don't recommend people injecting themselves, and I want to expand. Well, just a I don't recommend bit. people treating themselves because. Uh, they're going to get it offline somewhere or from the gym guy. But what if they go to, let's let's say I go to you. I live in Vancouver, Washington, which I do by Portland. Okay. Let's say I fly down there. Just I'm down there for vacation up in Orange County. I come visit you. 
uh, you tell me, hey, these are your levels, Mark. Um, would you be in if you could I do it myself if you showed me how to do it and you yeah, send yeah, me yeah. the information once, that I need once. and I just pop pop yeah, my right butt cheek and I'm good to go? <laughs> yeah, what we do is we show you how to you have to have clinical symptoms, you have to have lab valves that require treatment. Low T. Yeah, yeah, it has to be low. And um, so if, if you meet that criteria and you want to do it, it's still up to the patient. We don't push it on anybody because this is going to be lifetime therapy. When right? you, why do you, okay, let's, 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 let's talk about that. Lifetime therapy. Uh, therapy because your testicles are no longer producing testosterone to any significant amount. So okay. Replace it. So what so you're, you're saying is if you, if you want kids, I don't recommend you doing testosterone oh, right now until maybe later have some kids and get on the teeth. So, so here's the deal. What a lot of guys aren't told, especially online and by a lot of the docs that do testosterone, is that uh, testosterone leads to infertility. Five to 15 weeks out of therapy, you're probably going to be infertile if you're getting a decent amount of testosterone. Now, if you're young and you haven't had kids, that's a big issue. That's something you need to address. Right. Mm-hmm. You may not want to you may not want to put yourself through that. So, you know, you can always take this off down the road. There's no problem with that. You just feel a little crummy. Um, but that's a that's a big I always make sure that people understand that. And if okay. you haven't a kid, if you haven't had children, you really should think about this because this time there is this is a lifetime thing that you may not be able to reverse. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, you know, we we, there are things you can do to mitigate that risk. And we do that. We've had guys who are on substance therapy and had children uh, eight and 10 years out of therapy, right? Yeah. So um, there are things you can do, but it's no guarantee that it'll work on you. Well, they could also freeze it. They yeah. could also, you know, okay, guys that. That. basically, yeah. They've, um, and oddly enough, you know, some guys uh, didn't have enough sperm to freeze. So, Okay, wow, well, okay. Yeah, because when your testosterone levels go low, the low hard, enough, it's hard to, yeah. Wow. Well, here's what happens. In, in the testicle, you have two cells. You have Leydig cells that make testosterone, and you have Sertoli cells. Mm-hmm. The Sertoli cells are the ones that make sperm. But in order for the Sertoli cells to keep working, you have to have enough intratestacular testosterone to stimulate the androgen receptor in the Sertoli cells. And if your mm-hmm. testosterone levels are low enough, you don't get that internal production. Love it. That makes sense. Wow. So, okay. So pricing, is there a hot spot, a sweet spot for pricing that, that maybe people that you think that should be paying around? Because I'm seeing some crazy prices that just don't make sense to me. And I know all T is not created equal. You have the pellets, you have the, you have the the gel, you have the shot. If there's something I'm missing, help me. Oh, they have, uh, now they have buckle testosterone, low lozenge you put in your mouth. Oh, okay. We got to do it twice a day, and you know, um, most people probably forget that. So the pricing depends on the method. Uh, I think that the more expensive one would be the pellets because it's a procedure. They gotta they gotta do a little incision and they gotta put pellets in your buttocks. You know, every three four months, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and then the pellets can be quite pricey. Uh, you can get. In California, we don't have access to the compounded pellets. We made it really right. affordable. Uh, the bio TV, some of these other, I won't mention it, but some of these pellets run 75 bucks uh, 
a pellet and they have they have you know certified milligrams of testosterone you need quite a few pellets in there so that gets a little bit pricey um ideally what you would like to do is is, is you know testosterone and decanoate um, which is a shot you get once every three months that would be ideal the problem with it there's a uh, a black box warning on that because you know um you can get oil droplets in your lungs and you know okay. little micro emboli and you have to kind of sign up a waiver and sign up with the pharmaceutical company that produces it. It's been available for a couple of years, but it's little used. It's mostly done in research studies, but most people in research studies do fine. No one, no one has any adverse effects from from that. So, but it's it's still pricey. You know, it's quite expensive. The, well, the cheapest form is the injectable. The injectable and the cream seem to be the are, are cheapest. Here in Orange County, the prices range. I think I'm probably the cheapest. We charge two hundred bucks a month for testosterone therapy. That covers, and then most doctors won't talk prices. I'll tell you, you know. Wow. Okay. Most doctors won't talk prices, but here's the deal: uh, we charge two hundred bucks a month, and we're way below market. And that covers medication, all the visits, the labs, and if we ever need a phlebotomizer. It's a one. It's everything's included. Right? How many visits a month? As many. Well, if you want to come and chit chat, we can come chit chat. <laughs> it covers uh, <laughs> the the first visit, the follow for the one. Well, once you're on testosterone therapy, we typically draw labs every three to four months. Every three, if you're diabetic, and we have to keep an eye on A1C. Otherwise, it's every four months. Some guys don't want to come in that often. I recommend they come in at least twice a year. Right. So all the visits are covered. The medications are covered. Supplies are covered. Uh, the typical going rate in Orange County is anywhere between. If you're seeing a PA, that's two fifty a month, and I don't know if they cover everything like we do. Uh, two as high as 400 bucks a month. And usually if you, when you're seeing a doctor, an MD, they usually charge about 350 to 400 bucks yeah, a month. Yeah. So it gets a little pricey. There are guys that charge even more, right? They're kind of out there. Uh, so, but that's kind of the standard prices for, for medication. Wow. That's products. good. So 200 bucks, uh, if someone was looking for someone like yourself, it would be $200 yeah. a month. Is that, is that, two, yeah, is, that with, is that with everything? That's everything included, you know. Now they have to add a secondary agent like you know HCG or uh, other medication, and that's different. But just testosterone alone is, is is that. Oh wow! And do a lot. Do you see a lot of bodybuilders? What type of people do you see a lot? Well, those, those are different consults. We we have anabolic, you know, um, or steroid consults. I, I do see a lot of professionals that that uh, you know uh, they see me because they want to make sure they're doing it right, that they're not harming themselves. Right. And uh, so, yeah, we, I see them because, uh, you know, steroids are an interest of mine. And, you know, I've been, mm -hmm. uh, I'm familiar with them. I know kind of what people do and know how they work or, you know, and I know the dosing and all that stuff. So, uh, you know, a lot of these guys get their information from their coach. And a lot of these guys really know what they're doing. Some of them are so so. So, you know, just nice to know you have to have a medical profession come in and, and check your labs and see how things are going. And, because, you know, none of this stuff is written in the book. There is no book for this. It's all learned over time doing it. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, you know, for most people, most doctors have no idea. The only thing they can tell you if you say, hey, listen, I'm interested in steroids, stop it, kid, you'll poke your eye out, right? <laughs> they tell you don't do it, which is right. Don't do it. That You don't want to, you don't want to get hooked on those things, you know, because, one, they're effective. So people do see changes. But, you know, 
they can be addicting in that they release a lot of dopamine. So, when, so when people get on it, they don't want to get off of it. What I'm hearing you say, yeah, what well, they like being on it. There's, there's you know, there's reasons <laughs> why. Well, doesn't right? it help? It helps with everything, even erectile dysfunction, yeah. correct? Exactly, erectile dysfunction, <laughs> fatigue. Yeah, you go to gym, you want to work out, you start seeing results. Yeah, it's it's. it's uh, Do you see you results know, right away? Would you say, or does it take like 30, 60, 90 days when you're working out and eating so right? Had, what we do is we, we see you on day one. We we do follow up on the you know we see you day one. We do a, a history and physical, and then we draw labs that day. If it looks like you want to proceed, we mm-hmm. see you in the following week to go over the information the labs that we got and see if you qualify. If you qualify, then we start on therapy, right? And then we do a two month follow up to make adjustment on the dose. You know? So you know. Typically, based on height and weight, I, I can pretty much tell you how much you may need to get your levels um, where you're going to feel good. And then we verify those numbers two months later. Mm, and then we make adjustments. Either we go up or we go down or we leave it the same, and then we check your levels every four months or so. Just depends on the person. Wow. It's amazing. Would you say oh, yeah, green- you don't want to take something and not check it. And like, yeah, oh, you know, we get guys who, um, I know, it's not doesn't happen that often, but we do get guys who uh, come in, their levels are somewhat low, uh, but they have other clinical symptoms that they want to do a clinical trial. We, we can do a clinical trial, but at four months, if they're not better, testosterone is not their issue. It, they sh- we get them off of it. I see. Sometimes even beforehand, like, you know, a two-month period, how do you feel? If the numbers look great on the lab and they feel crummy and nothing's changed, it's not, that wasn't it. You got other things going on, you know? Not every, and you know, some people have low testosterone, really don't have clinical symptoms. I've seen guys with testosterone levels of 150, which is fairly low. And their libido is great, workouts are great, you know, um, sex is great, sleeping well, they're active. They got energy. They don't need it. And I say, you know what? I don't want to give it to you just that because everything's going fine. You know, once once those parameters start changing, once you start putting fat or you start feeling lazy or going to the gym becomes a chore, then come see us. But you shouldn't you you shouldn't just treat the number. You got to treat the person, right? Wow. So not every not everybody needs it. You got to take everything into 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 effect you have to what about creams do you have you tried creams do you know much about the creams and do you recommend them yeah the creams are, uh, you gotta put them on twice a day otherwise you gotta make them really strong they can put on once a day the the problem with the creams is this uh you know um people forget right so the numbers are all over the place <laughs> unfortunately and the thing is you can pass it on to your loved ones right if you put on the cream and you know you you put them with the creams at nighttime, and you go to bed with your wife. She's probably going to have, you know, have secondary oh. sexual care oh, down the road, right? Oh, my Lord. Or your kids or your pet, right? So you have to be careful with the creams and where you put Hey, it. she's all sexual with a beard. Oh, yeah. <laughs> here's, the deal. Here's, here's the deal with the creams, right? Uh, a lot of guys love the creams because it increases DHT and increases libido. A little bit more than the injections. But here's one thing I, 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 I tell them. Um, as far as longevity is concerned, 
Leg strength is paramount. Leg strength correlates with longevity, right? The creams don't give you the levels to the point where it affects leg strength. Mm. The injections do. You get arm strength, hand strength with the creams, but you don't get any lower extremity strength improvement. So I thought if you're going to take something and it's going to improve longevity, that's what I would recommend. That's why most of our guys do the injections. And that's only once a week. You can control the levels fairly, fairly accurately, and there really isn't any issue. Um, you know. Oh, speaking of longevity, I want to let you know uh, one thing your doctor doesn't tell you. Also, when it, when it comes down to testosterone, is that um, a lot of people don't have done these longevity studies. Mm-hmm. You know, back in the '80s, '90s, and uh, they drew every lab possible. And they looked at these people over a 15-year lifespan. And you know what correlates with longevity in men? Hmm. Testosterone level. If your testosterone level was high at the beginning of the study, you were twice as likely to be there at the end wow. of the study if it was low. Didn't matter. Why, why, is, why is that? Uh, I think it's nature. Nature still thinks you're, you're viable. Young. You're, you're young and vibrant. So in a yeah, way, it's you, you could be sixty or seventy, alpha. but your body's filling. Yeah, and you're still, you know, you're still gonna want to reproduce. I imagine, you know. Um, so, <laughs> right? Well, that was that, that was big. No one talks about that. Huh. No one talks about that because no one, no one bothers to read that kind of information. You know, there's so much information in the medical in the medical literature that if it isn't in your journal, right? It, no one knows about it. Interesting. The other, thing was, the other concern was okay. Well, what happens if I uh, if I if I because the big thing back then was okay. Well, they if it's slow, um, you know, they're twice likely to die. But it doesn't mean that if you replace it, they'll live like a normal, mm-hmm. uh, healthy individual, right? That was the that was the the go to thing back then. Well, that question was answered in 2018. A study out of Europe came out, and they looked at a. Hundred thousand veterans, you know, who all had a, a mm-hmm. health care, mm-hmm. and uh, they uh, split them into three groups: no treatment, partial, which means that they were on therapy off and on, and then full treatment, right? And it was a fifteen-year uh, study, but they had data by year number seven. Mm-hmm. And what it showed was the people that were low, that didn't get any treatment, there was no change in death rate. They all, you know, twice as likely to die as everybody else. The ones that were partially treated, very similar to the to the no treatment group. The ones that were treated and were consistent, there was a 24% decrease rate in heart attacks, a 32% decrease rate of strokes, and a 52% improvement in all-cause mortality, which means dying for any reason, right? Just because it's Tuesday. Or Thursday, as it is today, right? So putting it back in showed that your death rate went back to normal. No one talks about that either. Something we. So, yeah. Are you, you know, are you there? can you. Okay, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, somebody yeah. else came on. Yeah, there was like a glitch or something. I don't know. Um, <laughs> what's interesting, though, is that. That makes so much sense that it re- it reverses it, it, that when you put yeah, inject it inside you, 
Right. But when that, what I'm seeing is that when you inject this inside you, it's almost having your vibrance and your youth again. And the body doesn't know the difference. The only thing it knows is that, wait a minute, I feel good. But the sad well, part is that we put the age on it. So then we start to go with the age. Well, let me explain something to you here it's from a regenerative standpoint. Okay. Uh, you know, when you're born, um, your body's is incurring damage all the time, right? So I don't mm -hmm. know if you can see this on camera, but mm -hmm. you know, yeah. when you're born up until you're about, um, you know, it depends on the person, but roughly let's say 20, up until you're 20, your body's growing. So there's damage and then there's repair. Right. And the body can up with it, right? That's why, you know, we grow and then from 20 to 20 on afterwards, we don't really grow anymore. Uh, because what ha starts happening is damage starts outdoing repair. And then cell, the cell damage. Old, yeah. Cell damage, tissue damage, all that damage. Mm -hmm. As as you get older, that, that damage keeps progressing. Your ability to repair, you know, after 40 is is pretty much capped. That's why aging right. starts occurring. Because you can't keep up to the damage and, and right. that gap starts getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Eventually, when it gets too big, something snaps and that's disease. Right? Heart attack, cancer diabetes, right? Mm. What hormones do, all hormones, whether it's growth hormones, testosterone, thyroid, all they do is increase protein synthesis and allow for repair to occur. Wow. So what hormones do is they kind of help close the gap. Hmm. Right? That's why you can have these bodybuilders look 70 who have amazing bodies. Yeah, you see a little bit of aging on their face, but their bodies look like a, better than a, most 20-year-olds walking around. Wow. They help close that gap. Interesting. This is so that's what we do. We help people close the gap between, you know, damage, well, damage and repair. We can never get a, the 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 ultimate goal of anti-aging or, or functional regenerative medicine is to close the gap completely. Now you're immortal, right? We wow. can repair as much as you can as much damage as you're getting, kind of like Wolverine, right? Wow. When you can match that, now you're relatively immortal. Love it. Unless you get my truck, right? <laughs> but that's a, that's the goal of it. I don't know if people wow. kind of put it that way, but that's really what we're trying to do. I like the way that you put it. You actually gave me an idea, and we'll discuss it right after this. And I, I, I want to say thank you so much for being here on the show. I wish we had more time, but I know we're going to have you again because I want to have you for talk about diabetes, go a little bit deeper in that. I come from a family that has diabetes. I do not eat like my family. So if my family's watching this, sorry, guys. In California, 75% of all people are insulin resistant. 75%? Yeah. And oh, no, man. no, I'm checking. But those are the stats. They're all going to eventually become diabetic if they keep doing what they're 75%. doing. 75%. Mm -hmm. That'll be the topic of our next one. That's good. Wow. I, I want to talk about it now. But anyways, uh, Dr. Philip, thank you so much for, for being here on the show, talking about testosterone. I know that there's more that we can tap on, but I've got an idea yeah. for that. You and I will talk about that later. This is kind of impromptu talk. Yeah, this is kind of impromptu talk. On this is, this is, the head. No, this so. is great. Now, tell us real quick before we launch off. Tell us, I like to do this a little bit backwards because I like to kind of go with the flow. Um, just tell us where you're located, where people can find you and your phone number too, since I already did that in the beginning. Um, I'm in Orange County uh, in Garden Grove. We're actually about three miles um, west of uh, Disneyland. 
So we Disneyland in Anaheim. We're about three miles away from that. And our phone number is 714-530-2183. Our website is castellanomd.com. Awesome. And that is C-A-S-T-E-L-L-A-N-O-M-D.com for all my Spotify viewers. Make sure you call Dr. Philip. Um, as you can tell, I, I don't even need to say anything. He has a, a wealth of knowledge, and I'm excited to be talking about this in the future. Again, thank you so much, doctor.